Hello everyone and welcome to the Postmodern Art Podcast, the podcast dedicated to giving artists who are wowing the world over the platform they deserve. I am your host Nathan Raglan and today we have an episode that I have been extra excited for. Today's guest is Joshua Leonard, an animator working for the likes of Nickelodeon and Netflix who created the concept of Team Supreme, a cartoon about superhero children whose abilities are based on their special needs. It's an incredible concept conceived by an incredible person as you'll see from this conversation with Joshua. He just overflows with love and passion for this show, and it's a conversation I personally will never forget. Go support him in all the links below. Support the podcast as well by subscribing on YouTube or following on your favorite audio streaming platform. I just figured out the other day we were on Apple Podcasts, so if you prefer that method, go with that one. Also, follow us on Twitter at PostModArtPod for future updates and guest announcements. And now, without further ado, please enjoy the Postmodern Art Podcast. All right, Joshua, before we get started, I have to ask the icebreaker question I ask for every single podcast. What is your most unpopular art opinion? Wow. Good question, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> unpopular art opinion. Um, wow. I'm hoping this is the hardest question so that every other that question is, is easy in comparison. No, this is, that's tough, man, because I've never... I've never thought of that. Um, or at least, like, whenever you think hot take, what's, like, the hottest take you have when it comes to just art or animation in general? Like, like for me personally? Yeah, for you personally. Like, uh, when you say hot take, what do you what do you mean by that? Well, like, I mean, like, you know, like, you know, some people, like, will say, like, a certain style of animation is, like, the way to go is, like, the way of the future. But, like, you know, for example, this past, uh, last week's episode... I had a duo that's working on 2D animation. They were saying that like 2D animation is losing its way at this point, which they're mm-hmm. trying. They're trying not to do that. Like they're trying to help preserve right. as much as they can with what they personally do. Yeah. Um, okay. I, yeah. I, well, I'm I'm definitely gonna go with the 2D animation. Like I'm a big. I, I mean, I don't mind 3D animation, but I'm a I'm an illustrator first, so I can animate. In, in you know 2D old okay. school style on paper or uh, or in like Toon Boom or any software, so I I have more of an appreciation for it. You know what I mean? So um, I hope that it never goes away. You know, uh, even with Team Supreme, I want to do at least like the fight scenes and stuff. I want to hand oh, yeah. draw those. In. Yeah. So I can only imagine how gorgeous that would just look alone. Is there any like particular 2D animation that you would just kind of say nowadays is help? preserving it more than anything else or is there any that like you look at and you think this is why it ain't going away anytime soon yeah 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 um definitely anything that glenn king puts out okay. is gonna be dope man like he just did over the moon and his hand-drawn animation was featured in the movie yeah. um, uh so that one spa studio sergio mm-hmm. who, who did uh klaus uh klaus oh yeah movie, yeah i know exactly everything was hand-drawn but it looked 3d well, I like, think unbelievable penmanship they, over there, man. Didn't they add like? Didn't they use like a technology to where like yes, everything was hand drawn, but then they add like a three D technology to it to give it like certain layers, certain shadows, the lighting. lighting. Yeah, yeah, the lighting. Yeah, yeah. They they literally made a program for that movie. Yeah. When they drew it, the lighting would hit the oh man, amazing stuff. So it's like I don't think two D's ever gonna go away. I think they're gonna, you know, I think they're gonna figure out new ways of technology to uh, kind of make it better, you know? So, but I have no problem 
with uh are you familiar with um the line studios the lines the name the sounds studios. very familiar but if, yeah. yeah i mean they do a lot of commercials but oh, man, okay. when you get a chance just check out the line studios um but like they're they're they do hand-drawn animation as well but it is okay. gorgeous it's almost like anime style yeah really okay. beautiful work man beautiful yeah. work so yeah i'll definitely have to to brush up on that myself but yeah so uh, 2d animation is that a hill you're willing to die on yep all right then with that <laughs> i can't think of a better way to start the postmodern art podcast welcome everyone <laughs> i'm your host nathan yeah. raglan uh make sure if you get the chance subscribe to you on youtube uh follow you know follow us on whatever audio streaming platform you use i just figured out today that we actually are on apple music i didn't know that um <laughs> oh, congrats thank you i appreciate that um yeah. also uh follow us on twitter at postmod art pod for any future updates and guest announcements just like today's guest <clears throat> He is an animator based out of Atlanta who's worked for the likes of Nickelodeon and Netflix, developer of the action-packed and inspirational cartoon concept Team Supreme. Welcome to the podcast, Joshua Leonard. Joshua, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. Thank you for having me. I love your energy, and I'm grateful to be here. Well, I, I I should be the one giving you a million thanks over for taking the the time out of your extremely busy schedule to be able to sit down for you know even an hour or so just to chat about Absolutely. your stuff. Because I, I can sure. only I can only imagine like the passion that you have for this stuff. I mean, if, for people that know your journey, they definitely know that passion. But for those who don't know, let's start with the origin story of Mr. Leonard. What exactly got you uh, interested in art in the first place? Uh, well, I grew up a uh, military brat, so I had a like a strict oh. upbringing a little bit, okay. and I'm the youngest of three boys. Um, and my older brother, who who passed in August taught me how to draw. He taught me how to draw Garfield when I was in kindergarten. Okay. So when I learned how to draw Garfield, I was like, man, this is this is pretty cool, man. So I was starting to get better and I was watching I grew up on Looney Tunes and stuff like mm -hmm. that, you know, Disney, um, but definitely Looney Tunes, Chuck Jones, um all that old stuff, Tom and Jerry, any anything like that. Old school animation. Um but yeah, that's where that kind of came from, man. I never never stopped drawing after I kind of learned how to draw Garfield. So it just kept trying to grow as an artist and get better. I mean, that's, that's always a good place to start. I mean, for a lot of yeah. people, Garfield's like the, the major inspiration for them. I know <clears throat> the first guest I ever had on the guy whose name is a uh, super D D uh, D walk. Uh, walk uh, anyways, uh, uh wow words are wonderful sorry <laughs> no <laughs> it's one of those uh he's actually a cartoonist himself behind um the rosebuds uh pen and ink plush maria um he was inspired by garfield for the longest time um yeah that's what got him into actually making uh cartoons himself uh awesome. so you're saying like the old school stuff like uh looney stuff was that like the major inspiration for kind of the projects that you personally go into and uh like certain like artwork as well. Like you say that would be like your biggest inspirations or is there any other ones yeah. that kind of help affect your style? Uh, I don't think Looney Tunes, like I didn't learn like a style from Looney Tunes. My, my style is not even close to Looney Tunes, but what I liked about it was like their penmanship, like the artwork was really dope. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, back then they had the painted backgrounds and just, just how they did cartoons back then. You know, they were, you know, Daffy Duck was getting his beak blown off and yeah. just crazy funny stuff, man. But uh, also, like, beautiful artwork as well, you know? So, um, no, that just inspired me to 
to to just learn. And I, and I drew like Looney Tunes back in the day. I did. I do. I, I drew a lot of, uh, you know, um, what what is Daffy Duck and 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 um, Bugs Bunny, all of them. I did all of that stuff. But it kind of just made me a better artist because I was learning that yeah. certain style. And then as I continued to get older, I was like, well, let me try making this like this. Let me let me take this piece that I learned here and add it to this and kind of uh, come up with my own style. Okay. Okay. What was the, was there ever a moment or what was the moment for you when you sort of realized this was more than just, you know, me, you know, you enjoying all these cartoons and stuff to, I can actually do this as a career. What was that moment for you? Yeah. Uh, wow. I think, Hmm. Cause I, I got, I was an athlete too. So I got recruited really well. I played football, baseball, basketball, ran track. Um, <laughs> but I always, I knew I wanted to draw for a living, even if I would have went to the NFL or whatever. And mm-hmm. I used to box as well. I did all of that stuff, man. Any sports I was playing it. But, um, I think maybe after, um, hmm, maybe like high school, that's when I really wanted to pursue it. Like, all right, I'm a, I'm going to really start. But I was living in Biloxi, Mississippi at the time, so there's okay. no animation out there. There's, like, no animation out there. If there is, it's for casinos, you know, and game industries, you know, boring boring stuff like that. And that's fine, but I needed Cartoon Network. I needed, you know, Disney around, you know, I needed to see some bright lights out here. So um, coming to Atlanta and, and coming here from uh, Hurricane Katrina, that's how I got evacuated here. Oh, okay. That's when... Um, really wanted to pursue it and learn the actual step-by-step um you know pro you know the 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 whatever it takes to make a cartoon so i learned all of that stuff and um yeah man when i came to the art institute that's when i was, I was like yeah this 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 is gonna happen oh yeah it's I... definitely gonna happen. so um yeah about about that time man I'll say I can only imagine with the the kind of atmosphere that the Art Institute kind of implies because I you know I we have all seen the commercials for the Art Institute but like the stuff that they can sort of apply to a person and like the the resources they can provide for a person as well I can only imagine that that took your kind of like love like that much higher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It did, and um, I, I I was originally gonna go to SCAD, man, but I changed oh. my mind at the last minute because it was so close. You know, my job was right there. The school was right there. And then my house was, like, right in the same street. So well, there we go. Um, and I feel like any art school, I, I get it. There's some that are better than others, but you still have to just compete even after you graduate. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, and I think SCAD is, like, number one or number two, top five in the in the, in the the world for uh, animation. So that's, you know, that's, that's dope. Yeah. But, I'm still making it happen at the Art Institute. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, as long as you go and get it and you still try to uh, compete with other artists, and, and that's that's the goal, man. You just got to, you know, you want to you wanna compete. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially in, so, in like, the atmosphere that, or the, the workplace kind of, I'm not going to say mentality, but, like, the, the job market sometimes these days. Like, you, you can't just, sure. you can't really stop. You can't, really, like, truly slow down. You got to keep competing. Right. You got to keep going day after day. Yeah. For sure. Yep. Was was it while you were in the Art Institute they started to develop the idea of Team Supreme? Or when did Team Supreme truly start like taking form? 2009, I had 2009. the idea for Team Supreme. Yeah, 2009, man. I, I was at Home Depot 
and I had a friend that I worked with named Todd, and he, his son is uh, has autism. Okay. And that's that's back when I knew nothing about autism or you know high functioning Aspergers, all of that stuff. So he was telling me how his son can watch like a Disney movie and then watch the credits, and then he'll watch it again and tell his you know he'll he'll know who did each scene and what part of the movie was this guy. He remembers all of that stuff. Right. So I was like, man, that's unbelievable, man. And I'm hearing. I'm hearing how their brain works. All this, you know, this kid, and I just fell in love with it, man. So I was like, you know what, man? There's not, I don't see this on TV enough. Like these, uh, these, these, what, what we call disabilities and stuff like that. I wanted to see more of it because of what they are able to do. They do, they're able to, you know, they're capable of things that I can't do. Oh, absolutely. You know, so it's it's amazing, and that's where it came from, man. I just I started seeing all of these, uh, and doing research. I saw this brother in a wheelchair, and I mean, he was his upper body was like just buffed, yeah, he was stacked up, and uh, he was he was mountain climbing like a rock wall, but he was pulling his um, his wheelchair with him with no harness or anything. Like that's really? a, that's just how strong, just how strong this dude was. And I was like, man, that's that's what I'm saying. Like that's a superpower, man. Like I <laughs> I would have been fell, you know what I mean? I would have fell off the first time, but. For him to have that type of confidence and and just everything, man. So I started consulting with people, uh, people in the deaf community, uh, autism, um, just just everything, sickle cell, um, spina bifida, every any type of so called disability. I wanted to learn about it, and 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 that's what I did, man. Oh, absolutely. I mean that that. That's always a good inspiration. Um, for those, I know most of the people that are probably going to be clicking on this video know you and already know what the cartoon is. But for those who don't know, what exactly is Team Supreme? So Team Supreme is a cartoon that I created about a group of kids who have a disability, but their disability is their superpower. So mm-hmm. imagine like Marvel or DC, but all of the main characters will have uh, a disability, some, you know, some, some form of disability, whether it be like a, um, learning disability, um, deaf, you know, blind, autism, um, sickle cell, spina bifida, um, albinism, like just, I want to have a whole world of these type of, of superheroes. Just a plethora of all sorts of different like powers and abilities. Yeah. Yeah, and even villains that will have, you know, certain disabilities as well. Right. Like good good guys with uh, disabilities and bad guys with those same disabilities. That way we can show both sides of that. Oh, You know, I one can... one is using one for good, one is using one for bad. So, mm-hmm. um, and I love, I love a good villain. I love dope villains and good villain stories and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm excited to <laughs> to be able to come up with some stories with that. I was going to say, it's actually funny that you say that because the guests that I had for last week's episode, they were all about like creating like the backstories for villains. Like they they made an anime sure. short based on like villains alone. So yeah, sure, I think man. we all yeah, can agree villains. that every, every good hero needs a yeah. villain. Exactly, man. And, and you know what? A lot of times villains, they're relatable because of the backstory. Once you find out like why they got bad, then you're mm-hmm. like, you know what? I don't really blame them. You know, yeah. I get it. <laughs> So I, I do want to, uh, I love stories like that. And I want to definitely create some stuff in Team Supreme 
mm-hmm. as it pertains to uh, like villains like that. So absolutely, how much uh, research, time, and effort has gone into just the concept of it alone? Wow, really good question, man. Um, at least four years, at least at least four years. Goodness, yeah, at least four mm-hmm. years, and that's me. And and I have a lot of people like, man, when is this thing coming out? What's taking so long? This you have to get it right. And like this is a really sensitive topic. So if oh, I yeah. say something wrong, if I do something wrong, if I if I use a uh, a title that's incorrect, um like I I'm getting big, like I I can get in trouble for that. Yeah. Like I would get ruined. You Ma- know, so major you backlash. Sure. Ruined, so. Absolutely. Yeah, backlash. That's the word I meant. Yeah. So I have to really consult with these people. Uh, to make sure everything is 100% true to life. And, you know, is it okay if we, what can we write about? How can we do this? How is it okay if we say it like this? Or, and then they'll say no, you know, or yes, right. this is good. This is not good. So that's what you want to do, man. And uh, and then we can go from there. But yeah, there was a lot of research. Um, and it still is, you know, and, and everything is, it, it's, it's all about the right timing. So I'm just, we just staying patient and uh, continuing to, to move forward. Well, and I, I truly do hope that you keep pushing forward more and more because like it, from uh, that's actually leads into kind of the next question. Like I've, saw your stuff like just like with even the simplest of like ads on Facebook and such like showcasing this stuff and like Twitter because I'm very active on Twitter were you genuinely surprised with kind of the online reception that the show got with like local news stories covering it uh, Mashable making a video about it international uh, news making yeah. about it. even the Special Olympics dedicating a web page just for the con just for the concept yeah yeah for sure man and I'm, I'm so grateful uh, I'm, I'm really a humble you know I don't I don't want to be famous or anything like that. I, I don't, I do like the fact that people know team Supreme. Yes. And I do, I don't mind them knowing Joshua, the creator of team Supreme, but I don't care about being famous. I want, whenever I die, I want them to, if they're opening up a book about animation, I do want my name in there as far as what I tried to do as uh, you know, as it pertains to diversity and inclusion and bringing everybody together. Right. Um, but yeah, man, it's 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 really unbelievable, actually, man. And when uh, shout out to attention.com, they they did an interview on me first, and that's the one that went viral, and yeah. that's what kind of blew Team Supreme up. They did a three minute clip on me, and um, like, and I was in the early stages of the artwork, so it was really terrible artwork. I did a <laughs> I was in. <laughs> I don't think it was, was terrible. Two, I'm just saying that. Hey, thank you, man. I was in two car accidents back oh, to back days, and I had to get five epidurals. So I was, I was, uh, I was kind of bedridden. So I had my my Cintiq on my lap, and I was animating the little two minute clip. And back then, it was okay for the time because then I had something to show. Yeah. But uh, when I look at it today, it's like, man, that is terrible, man. My goodness. But at the time, it worked, man, and it went viral and. Everybody loved it, and uh, I, I, I personally and selfishly wanted to see Team Supreme for me. You know, it yeah. just so happens that everybody else liked it as well. Like, I wanted to see black characters. I wanted to see white characters, Asian, you know, any type. I wanted to see every single type, every look, people with gap teeth, mm-hmm. uh, people that are amputees, and that's what it was. I just wanted to really show a different type of uh, character 
character on tell a different type of story. Even when I design characters with Netflix, you know, I'm I'm still giving kid, you know, characters gaps in their mouth and just different looks, you know, different different from what we see on TV today anyway, at least. You're making them truly unique because not every single person Absolutely. is gonna be like, you know, the pristine, perfect teeth, you know. Eggs and that's dolled and you know up what? and everything. That's funny. I'm glad you I'm glad you said that because uh in Team Supreme, you know, villains tend to look evil on cartoons. And I can't stand that because not everybody looks evil. That's bad. You know what I mean? I know exactly what so you they, mean. You, you can have a, a beautiful character who's a woman or a handsome man that's a you know, a handsome character that can also be bad, you know, or, or innocent looking character that's mm-hmm. terrible. So that's that's a, that's another thing I want to do, because um, I think when we when we show villains looking like, oh, this one's angry, this one's mad all the time. Kids see that. So they equate dark around the eyes or black hair with evil or negative. You know what I mean? It's oh, like yeah. negative stuff. So I want to uh, I want to change that perception. You want to make it to where, like, it you need to recognize what's evil, not based on the look of their skin, but rather the intentions of what they're going for. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, trust yeah. me. I I want to personally say, like, with the concept that you've had, and especially like the attention that you give it to it, like, it's hard to see this being a, a this is easily like a can't fail method, or not not really method, but like, uh, this is a concept that that'll be very hard to take down. Because in fact that you, you know you see companies out there like trying to be as inclusive as possible, but it seems more or less tone deaf. Meanwhile, like right. you're actually taking the time and effort and dedication, to, like just go in and like make sure that you're showing the most accurate representation of a human being, yeah. not just a person with disability, yep. but a human being at the end of the day. For sure, for sure, and we will have like little comedic, um, you know, spots in the in the cartoon as well because I I know plenty of people that have a disability and all, and they're hilarious. You know, they mm-hmm. they joke with me. Um, because I've been around them my whole life, and and I, you know, I love everybody. So I, I I get, I get how they act and how they are, and uh, I just want to show that people are, you know, they're afraid of what they don't understand, and I want to bring that to the light. Like, look, man, they they're just like us. They just they look different, you know. Everybody looks different, so there's nothing wrong with that, man. And, you know, our differences is what makes us so dope, man. What's the thing? You know? What's the thing that you're most excited to see once this thing becomes a reality? Uh, man, I want to see. I want. I want, man. Like, I want to see. I want. I want a video game. I want a Team Supreme <laughs> shoes for all the characters. Um, a live action. Like, I, I really, and I just want to. I want the world to change. Like, you see what's going on today. It's 2020. We still talking about black and white. Uh, like no, it's, it's no, yeah, no. exactly it's it's really getting old man so and i was raised to not judge people based on their look like just base them off of their uh you know their, their, their character how they carry themselves and, yeah their character yeah so um that's that's what we want team supreme to be man like who cares that they look like this how do they act you know so that's where i'm at and if i can if i can change some some lives or, or some people's hearts to where they're like, you know what? He's right. Um, and also in Team Supreme, we, we're not only creating a dope cartoon, we also want to teach stuff as well. Like my deaf character, you, yeah, he's going to be deaf, but he's going to do sign language as well. So yeah. they'll be learning like, oh, that's what that means? That's how you do that? 
you know, family. Okay, yeah. So there we go. They'll see little little things here and there that will uh we want the kids to learn and adults, man. It's just gonna be a dope cartoon, I think. I was gonna say, well, we should be thinking about this not as an adult cartoon, but as a family cartoon, something that the entire family sure. can sit down and watch. Yeah, absolutely. Because I yeah, feel, I feel sure. like at least for me personally, there are a lot. Of sh- there's a good majority of shows out there that like you know are strictly for the kids, just for them to enjoy something like so they adults <laughs> can do whatever. Meanwhile, there's there right. is there's still a good majority of cartoons out there that you know there's a major push now for like adult animation, like adult only animation. But like there's still a good yep. chunk in there that I feel like you know just families can sit down and really enjoy like what they're seeing. I feel like Team Supreme once it gets off the ground, like truly does. I yeah. feel like it, it can be like the perfect family cartoon, in my opinion. Yeah, I I, I hope so, man. And uh, I also want to have Team Supreme in schools for uh, yeah. school curriculum. Yeah, I want to use it for school curriculums, and uh, so that's another thing I'm going to be working on, man. So we really want to bring diversity and inclusion into the school and to teach those kids. You know, it's it's going to be it's it's awesome, man. I'm I'm really excited about it. I I, I can see that excitement. I'm excited for you, really. I do want to say <laughs> though, if that shoe line does get you know going forth, I I need to get me something of uh, Sweet Pea because I just love like the char- her character so far. Yeah, I've seen thank you. So far, like, uh, especially like how you described her superpower, the the melting others' hearts, like that is just like the yeah, perfect yeah. way to describe it. Yeah, it's gonna be dope, man. Yeah, and, and I actually, uh, she's actually based off of my daughter, man. That's oh, really? Kinda, you see my daughter, you, you she kind of looks like her. Yeah, so my okay. daughter helped me uh, with the artwork for that. So yeah, man, I'm I'm really, she's she's a cute kid, man. I'm excited about it. How how much of the characters like not only do you base on like you know. How much of the characters is like grounded in real life? Like, how many of them are based on people, if I may ask? Because you said like Sweet Pea's based on your daughter, so yeah, uh, like her look is. I mean, um, like the only one that's really based off of real life is Doctor Jackson right here, this right. big dude, the dad. Yeah, yeah. Right. So that's uh, I created him because my best friend, his name is Brent Jackson. Okay, and he was killed in two thousand and eight. So that's right. kind of how I, I kept his name alive and. Um, he's just a, he was just a great dude, man. Real quiet, super friendly. You know, he just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong, wrong time that somebody robbed him and, uh, killed him. But, um, so that's me keeping his name alive, but that's, that's really the main one. But I do know somebody who has spina bifida. I know somebody who's deaf. I know somebody who has autism. You know, I think everybody's on the spectrum somewhere. You know what I mean? That's why it's called a spectrum. Um, but I had the cartoon idea way before I really started to consult with more people. So I've already had the ideas for these characters. But okay. now that I'm talking and meeting more people, I'm like, okay, well, this, he knows how to do this. So maybe we can sneak that in there. there we maybe go. we have that in there because this one knows how to do this or the memory in this one is better. So it's, it's just, it's really dope. And I'm learning a lot. All right. I know we can't exactly go into specific future plans for Team Supreme, but I, I want to ask this question: What do you like? What's the end goal for Team Supreme for you? Like, what do you hope to see it like eventually develop into? Like, say five, ten, fifteen years down the line. Uh, well, I want it to be worldwide for one. Uh, every I want it in every you know the voiceovers. I want it done in every country. Mm-hmm. I want it to be worldwide. Like, I want it to be a household name. Um. Man, I just hope it brings people together. But, you know, I would love 
like a Team Supreme style theme park, um, like superhero type stuff. Um, even if it's like an add-on at Disney World or, or uh, Six Flags or something like that, any anything like that, man. And it'll be inclusive enough for everybody, you know, right. wheelchair around, you know, it, it just be dope. I think that's needed anyway. You that know? So um, I just want that, the Team Supreme brand to be like, like Mickey Mouse everywhere, everywhere. Shoes, video games, um, just everything, live action. And the, and the dope thing about it is so many disabilities out there, like it's literally endless. Mm-hmm. We can literally create a character and just have his own or her own show, her own anything like that. Like, it, the possibilities are literally endless for this thing. So it's definitely going to happen, man. I, I, I'm I certainly going to be anticipating and waiting for it because, again, like I said from the start, this is an amazing concept that, you know, I'm, surpri- I'm surprised that, like, it hasn't been thought of beforehand, you know? Like, it, it seems like one of those things that, like, well, I don't see why they didn't do this before. Like, it, it's it's insane to, to think that this is something that you developed to the point to where, like, it, it, it's cre- it's already developed, like, a life of its own. And, like, people are, like, yeah. already anticipating, like, what's next and such. And, like, right. people, wow. and people are rooting for you. People want to see this, you know, yeah. s- survive Thank and thrive, can. so. For sure. Yeah, I think... I, 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 I don't even know if I'm the first to do it. I think I'm the first that wasn't afraid to do it. I there think you go. studios may have been like, you know what, we could, but the backlash, like we talked about earlier, right? if you don't do it right, and they were probably afraid of that backlash, because it, it's a lot, but I don't care. I'm I'm willing to take that chance, and and I feel like that's why I was put here, to to make this cartoon there we and go. to do it right. So I feel like I, this is my, I was born to make, a cartoon. Well, I I can't think of a better way to word that myself. <laughs> I mean, I, again, like like I said, we're all definitely rooting for you, man. We really are, because like this is you, this man. is something that definitely needs to be seen. And I mean, you know, you. you know, like I said, like this concept, like it's still being worked on. There's still several things that are developing. But like while you're doing that, of course, you know, concepts don't exactly put food on the table. So you're actually also working uh, as a as a true animator and such. What is it like working with the likes of say Nickelodeon and nowadays Netflix? Like, what is it like to like work at an animation studio like them? Okay, so I work with both of them working from home. So okay. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what it's like working at their studios. But I'm just I'm grateful that I get to do it from my house. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be honest, man, and people ask, what is it like working at Netflix? What is it like working at Nickelodeon? It's like school. That's the easiest way I can, I, you get, you get assignments, you get a couple of days to work on those assignments and you turn it in. Like it's literally, that's literally what it is, man. And, um, and that, and that's, but knowing that it's Netflix, knowing that it's Nickelodeon, you still have to compete. Like there's way better artists up there, but since they picked me, I want to compete. I want them to also say, oh, man, this new kid is good, too, though. You know, we like her designs or his designs, but look at look at Joshua over here. It's the yeah. new one that we just grabbed up. So that's 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 the goal, man. And and, and um, But, yeah, yeah, I work from home, so it's it's awesome. I yeah, love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there um, – so, yeah. I swear, I get so, like – I'm. 
my mind is so many like different wires like in so many rotor places right now. Yeah. Uh the superpower, man. The superpower. Super super um <laughs> that, so it's like working from home, so it's like, you know, school and such. It, it, was there ever a moment to where well, you know, I I should bring this back to like Team Supreme a little bit, but like especially when it comes to like working with these studios or like seeing the support and such with Team Supreme and such. Has there ever been like what's been like the most surreal moment for you? Like is there ever a moment that you just like sat down like Wow, this is this is my life. How did I get here? Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um shout out to my my whole team that's helping me with Team Supreme, which is uh Jason Weaver who did Lion King, he was Simba in the Lion King. Okay. Did all the music. Uh he did the Michael Jackson story. He played Michael Jackson. So anybody that gets handpicked to play a young Michael Jackson is the truth. Oh yeah. You know, so that's like a brother to me. Um, I have an amazing team. Shout out to Lena Waith who has everything on TV right now. You know, um, so I think I think when I when I got to meet all of those big time people and uh, you know Lena Waith and Hillman Grad and Jason Weaver and um, them fly me out to L.A. and I got to fly first class and we pitched to Disney and Netflix. And, yeah. Nickelodeon, I mean every everybody, man. And it was that that was when I was like, man, this is if nothing else happens, I'm I'm grateful for this moment right here. There we so, go. So um yeah, that that was pretty much it right there, man. And then and then just the amount of support I get, you know, for Team Supreme is is amazing, man. And I'm I'm still in disbelief to this day. I'm so I'm so thankful for all you guys that support me and um you know, even people that give me construction, uh, you know, uh, what, is, what is it called? Constructive, Constructive criticism. criticism. I appreciate all of it, you know. And if if there's, if I happen to say something wrong about a character that, like, if I use the wrong, uh, you know, language um, and I and I get checked about it, then that's, you know, thank you. You know, I, I want, I, I, that, that makes me, that shows me that you really care about Team Supreme and want to make sure I get everything right and true to life for these uh, specific characters. So uh, I'm just, I'm super thankful, man. Super humbled to to know the people that I know, the people that I meet. Um, uh, what's his name? Matthew Cherry hit me up. So I, I was oh, yeah. texting him back and forth a couple of days. Yeah, man, it's it's amazing, man. Like the, the celebrities that are coming out is, is, is super dope, man. And I'm really grateful um, to, to have these networks. You know, I'm in these, just building these relationships and trying to meet new people and and see what happens for the future. Oh, absolutely. And I'm again, like I said before, I hope we get to see more in the future because, like, from the sounds of it, there's definitely a lot of potential with you know this IP yeah. alone. I mean, yeah. <laughs> the fact that you already got like all these big names and you're already working like really hard with this animation with these animation studios, but at the same time, you know, you're also working. You got the Netflix job at night but you're basically like a superhero because by day you have the day job at Home Depot. Yeah. Um, how hard is it <laughs> yeah. for you to be an animator as well as, you know, doing that? Like how hard is it for you personally? Well, I do character design the most. I know okay. how to animate. Yeah. So, um, I mean, and, and character design is, is still difficult. And for the students, if, if there's any students listening, like this is what you can expect. They're going to give you, so what Netflix does for me, and, and both of them, Nickelodeon, they give you a rundown of the character. They give you the blue, uh, red hair, this, 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 you know, 
And then you have to do a ton of different characters showing that same character that you got to show them a ton of looks, ton of different angles. So it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. But when I get off work, I'm going to draw anyway. So I might as well make way more money. So it's it's a win-win situation, really. Um, and I'm, I'm super grateful, man. You know, every Friday I do a, uh, a Zoom call with Netflix, okay. with the uh, producer, the director. I mean, everybody. And it is amazing. And that's why I said it's kind of like school. Because once you turn it in, every Friday they give you a review of your work. And, you know, we like this character. We like number one. Let me see number three on number eight's body. You know, maybe change the hair, change this color. So um, I can't say who I'm on those calls with just yet. Correct. But I guarantee you all know them. Major, big, popular animators in the industry, man. So I, I'm super grateful. And every, every time I get the Zoom call with them, I always thank them for the opportunity, man. Because um, it's a blessing, man. Like I said, I used to be homeless. So, oh. you know. Goodness, you didn't it's even, awesome. I'm sorry, you didn't mention that. I now that I think about it, like we've gone through this whole whole entire interview, you keep like popping up these like different things or whatnot. I didn't realize, good lord, the life that you have had. My goodness. Yeah, I did a lot, man. I did a lot. Like, so, uh, in 2005, I, that's, I said I was boxing, so mm-hmm. I was training for the 2008 Olympics. Oh, in 2005, okay. but Hurricane Katrina came, so I got evacuated to. Uh, Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So my daughter was also born during Hurricane Katrina. So we went back. My place was gone because I live right on the beach. I went to William Carey College and they got wiped out oh, completely. Yeah, yeah. So um, I kind of just stayed down there. The The boxing gym was gone. So I kind of just let that go and really focused on, you know what? I'm about to do this art thing for sure now. For, mm-hmm. for real. And my daughter's here, so I have to go and get it. And now she's 15, man. So it went by that fast. Good lord! Yeah. But like you're saying, in high school, man. I mean, you were saying that you said you've been in like two separate car accidents, like they, you know, yeah, after another back to back days, man. Good. Yeah. It's like at one point yeah. you must have thought to yourself, "Is can someone give me a break?" Like seriously, <laughs> I can only imagine. Yeah, at one point I thought I was bad luck, man. Because look, when I moved, so I was in uh, when I lived in Miami, we were in Hurricane Andrew. Yeah, and Hurricane Andrew tore everything up in Miami. So we went to Alaska, and then after Alaska, we went to Maryland. Uh, Maryland was good. Then I came to Mississippi, Hurricane Katrina. When I came to Atlanta, they had that freeze. Remember that freeze that one year, and everything was frozen? The one that, you know, everyone Uh, made fun of us about. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. No, it was was bad. Oh, yeah. It was bad. And over here in Atlanta, where I live, uh, like, there's hills everywhere. So once ice gets on it, you're stuck. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no getting out. Like, my neighborhood is way deep down in the trees and... So I couldn't get out of the, you know, the neighborhood because there's too much black ice on it. So yeah. I'm like, man, I might just be bad luck, man. Maybe I'm the villain. <laughs> well, so I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm glad to see that you've since persevered to be quite the hero. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess I'll also ask this because you keep talking about, like, heroes and villains. And obviously your thing is based around, like, heroes and villains. How much of an influence has comics had when it comes to just, like, growing up in, like, your art style as well? Yeah, a lot, man. Um, and it's not necessarily that I've read a lot of them, but I just I love, you know, Stan Lee, man. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> he's a he's a beast, man. And you know, Stan Lee and um uh, and one thing I love about Stan Lee, he was big on diversity and inclusion as well. A lot of people don't know X Men were supposed to be like black characters. Yeah. They wouldn't allow 
uh, Black Panther had to put the mask on because he didn't, they didn't want to see a black face back then. So he made all of these, these changes and, uh, you know, he tried at least. So I give him a lot of respect for that, man. And, and the things that he believed in and what he pushed. But, um, you know, I definitely love Batman. Like I said, I love a dope villain. I love Bane. There we go. Um, let me see. Obviously the Joker is one of the best. Um, just a lot of them, man. Even Thanos, man. You know, so it's it's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of. Them. I love Spider Man. Definitely the Enter the yeah. Spider Verse Spider Man. Oh yeah, beautiful, absolutely beautiful. beautiful. Yeah, man. So it's I, I love uh, I love these comics, man, and and just the the penmanship that they use in the muscle features and all of that. But even back then, all of the heroes looked the same. They all had huge muscles and. So if I was alive back then, I would have gave one uh, amputee. You know, I would have changed some stuff up. Right. I would have changed some stuff up a little bit. But I get it back then. And they lived in a, they created these characters in a time where superheroes were needed. You know, war and stuff like that. So I get it. But, uh, yeah, definitely comics definitely had a big, uh, a big uh, inspiration in my life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can only, I, again, obviously. I mean, you see it. Yeah, see the big boy right you there. See it, man. <laughs> I mean, if it wasn't for that right there, just look at the background at the superheroes that you've created. It's kind of hard not to see yeah. that superheroes had that big of an influence on your life. Absolutely, oh, man. I just got to know, Absolutely. like, like, did you, like, have those printed yourself or did someone else, like, print those for you? And, like, is that No, kid? you know what? I got, uh, I actually got blessed with these, man. I, I spoke at Novartis last year. Let me see if I can do this without, yeah. So they actually, uh, and what Novartis is, is a pharmaceutical company. It's one of the biggest. Okay. And they, each year they have a disability awareness day. Oh. So, um, yeah, they booked me out there. And when I went, they had these huge cutouts done. And, oh, man, I was about to cry, man, because I wasn't expecting it. Yeah, I, I would be. And then they. Yeah, I'd be. Yeah, oh, yeah. So not only did I get paid a lot of money to come out there and speak, I I don't care about money like that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It comes and goes. I don't let that run me. Like Team Supreme, the money's gonna come, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't I'm not like, oh, I'm gonna do this to make all of this. I don't yeah. care. I've been homeless before. You know, so I, I get that, man. It, it comes and goes. And uh and I'm glad I was homeless because it makes you appreciate the little things in life. But um yeah, when I spoke at Novartis, man, they, they printed these out and then they sent them to me in this yeah. big old wooden box, which I have the <laughs> box right over there, but um, yeah, so next time I have, I never been to Dragon Con, but I'll probably get a booth. And I'm gonna set these chains up, man. So it's perfect. I definitely gotta go to Dragon Con now just to see that. It's good yeah, I'll let you know. I'll let you know when I, uh, whenever COVID starts when, slowing up and we can actually go out and do some stuff. When hopefully definitely this stuff will eventually happen. lift up because I know a lot of us, you know, especially with all this stuff that's going on right now, a lot of us are just ready to move on. <laughs> For sure. Oh. For sure. Absolutely. Um, well, speaking of like booths and such, like that also lead like Team Supreme is not just you know Team Supreme. It's part of your your own personal independent company, uh, Leonard Studios. What's kind of the vision that you have with that? Yeah, really good question, man. So my goal is to open up an actual animation studio down the line. Like Team Supreme will help out, and that's where whenever I get that money, that's what that's where it's gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, I, I want a building, and it doesn't even have to be nothing major. Right. I I do want to have a brick and mortar building where we produce cartoons mm-hmm. you know so yeah man and and really well done cartoons we'll do 3d we'll do 2d i don't care man let's just do it there you go oh so, yeah 
I'll say if you do get a brick and mortar studio, I don't know if, uh, you know, an interesting place to look for real estate would be Burbank, California. I had a guest on a couple weeks back. Her name is uh, Sarah Fisher. Um, if you need compositing, mm-hmm. I highly recommend her for like compositing okay. shots and stuff. Um, but she was telling me about how like where she was working at, like she works uh, with like Nickelodeon and such, but there's like an entire street to where like all the real estate is like Disney for one aspect for another, except for yeah. the last building on the street it belongs to dreamworks <laughs> but it's like yeah. literally all the animation studios i don't know I, well you've been to burbank right oh yeah no yeah. i've been to man, just, listen, you know exactly what i'm talking about <laughs> i know exactly and listen uh, that's disney was so smart but they were petty at the same time yeah like so you basically have dreamworks right here and disney surrounds dreamworks like a bully you know so yeah it's, it's so petty man but did you see the new uh, Netflix studio that they just bought? I did not see out the there in Burbank. I did not. No, I need to see it. Oh, it's the biggest. Yeah, oh, check goodness. it out, man. Okay. It's, oh, it's all glass. It's it's stupid, goodness. man. It's awesome. Yeah, I, check it out, man. I do want to ask with the the DreamWorks things. What's the story that you heard about it? Like, was it one of those like DreamWorks had that place and like Disney just bought all the the area around it? Like, or was it like? I think yeah. I think I think I did hear something like that. Okay, uh, I know, <laughs> and that's. That's so funny, man, because, yeah, I think Disney, I think, because Disney's out there a lot. Like, they're in different locations. Mm-hmm. So, the stuff by um, DreamWorks is, like, Disney Interactive, I think it is. But I think, actually, I actually think DreamWorks was there first. There you and go. Disney just bought the rest of that land surrounding that, it. I, I know when I was discussing it with uh, with Sarah, like, she was talking about it was either that or, like, like because that's what DreamWorks, like, if you ask the DreamWorks people, they'll claim that, like, we were just here first, Disney just bought everything else. But, if you, ask, but yeah. if you ask a Disney person, they're apparently going to be like, well, we were going to take up all the land, but DreamWorks just happened to steal the last one on, like, the last day or something like that. No, that, <laughs> and if you think about it, that doesn't even make sense. Yeah. That's like a, that's like a Cowboys fan going to a Redskins parking lot and just, you know, it doesn't make sense, man. Like, yeah. you can tell DreamWorks was probably there first, and they just bought all of that. Because they're competitors at the time, mm-hmm. big-time competitors. So, I mean, Disney's smart, man. And they had the money to do that and buy all that land up. So, I'll say, to be fair, when did they not have the money for it? <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. Yeah. For sure. Uh, for sure. But, you know, eventually you want to get to the point to where you can have, like, a, a physical facility for, you know, yeah. your for uh, Leonard Studios as well. So absolutely, yep. I, I certainly can't wait to see where that will yeah. definitely be like, you know, where the shovel will be planted for that one. Um, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And it'll, and we'll tell, uh, like our stories that we tell are going to be inclusive and diverse as well. You know, our writing rooms are going to be diverse and inclusive. It's going to be awesome, man. Is there any other concept or ideas that either you or Leonard studios has kind of developed other than team Supreme or is all your efforts at this point to try to be, get team Supreme out there? Yeah, I mean, I have a lot of ideas, but okay. mainly the ones, like the other ones I have are, uh, they're still Team Supreme, just like a different, like, they're just like more, I said, this more, is more a whole world. Yeah, I would say world yeah. building, universe building for Team Supreme. Absolutely, absolutely. Like, this is going to be huge, the way the way I'm going to, you know, kind of bring it in and sneak these characters in, so, Yeah. I mean, I would certainly hope so. I mean, with how much time and effort and has gone into this kind of yeah. stuff, it'd be hard for yeah. just to, you know, not have like this ultimate super diverse like universe going into it sure. that, that people are going to argue for years on end, like a Marvel or Star Wars right. or something. Right. 
I can only imagine like the future discussions of like, no, this person didn't have this, you know, special need. It was this special need that this person had. Right. Like, did you not look back at, you know, episodes such as exactly. such? Yeah. But that's what I want, man. That'd be awesome, man. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, as long as awesome. as long as the stuff gets out there and you're bringing awareness to all these different, you know, things showcasing yeah. like not only how how they affect the person, but how they can also benefit a person as well. Or Absolutely. How, yeah. Like, that that's I mean, I, I sorry if I'm putting words in your mouth, but that's essentially like what you're trying to go for with this thing, right? No, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, well said. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but with all the, these kind of plans that you have, what's, where do you hope to, where do you personally hope to see yourself like five, 10 years down the line? I hope to see myself down the line as one of the biggest, um, influencers in animation. Like I want to be up there, mm -hmm. you know, when you say Disney, when you say Stan Lee, I want them to say my name, um, but like I said, I don't want fame. I want I want them to know who I am because of what I did mm -hmm. as far as, you know, animation and, and character design and inclusion and diversity. Um But yeah, that's 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 what I want, man. I really wanna and that's why I need Team Supreme to do well, because once Team Supreme does well, anything I come up with, these big companies are gonna fund it now because they believe they already see what we did with team Supreme. So it should be easier for me to, I got this IP on the, you know, on deck next, you know, or I want to do this game and then, you know, it'll get funded so much easier because team Supreme has done so well. So yeah. that's my, that's my goal, man. Uh, I also want a school. I want to create a school, man. Like okay. an art school that, um, a school that still teaches everything, all the regular curriculum, but it's more art based. Because I feel like kids will learn better with drawings and, you know, you can still, you know, use comics for certain things. And um, so that's, that's, I still want to do that as well. All right. No, that's, that'd be incredible to, to really see, like, become reality. Um, yeah. For, for those out there that, you know, whether they're struggling with their own concept or like struggling, like just to, you know, think whether or not art could be a true thing. What can you say for those like trying to just make stuff like out there, trying to be creative out there, whether, you know, you know, no matter their uh, disabilities, no matter their ethnicity and such, what would you say to them personally? Yeah, do do whatever you feel like you need to draw. You know, don't be afraid to show your work. I think it's a lot of people that are like, oh, man, I see so much good work. I don't want to put mine out there because I'm not there yet. Like, because I was like that, too. I was like, man, these dudes are so good. But then I was to the point where I was like, man, I don't even care anymore. Like, what are, I'm, what are they? If it's not this good, I'll get that good. You know, yeah. I'll at least learn. So what I did, and this is what I tell, like, students and stuff. If you want to work at Disney, you have to draw like Disney. If you want to work at Cartoon Network, you have to draw like them. They want to see that you can, you know, draw like them. Um, you have to be able to duplicate their uh, duplicate their artwork and their styles. But um, yeah, man. I, I mean, I would just say don't definitely don't ever give up. Like it's not gonna be easy. This industry is tough to get in, man. Trust me. I'm 37 years old and I'm just starting to make a you know make some noise. But I also started kind of late as far as really trying to push the industry thing. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, it's all about timing as well. So don't think like, oh man, like 
I'm ready now. It's not when you're ready. It's when they see you, you know, um, LinkedIn is major. Mm -hmm. I love LinkedIn. Probably my favorite app. Twitter is good too. Um, and, 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 you know, Facebook, I, I was blessed enough to, I use social media as like a professional business. Like all my stuff is, um, it's clean, you know, it's, it's basic, clean to the point. It's, it's a business for me. And, and I branded myself well enough where people kind of see my artwork and, uh, whenever I post something, I will, you know, I'll, I'll get some good feedback and, um, you know, new followers and stuff like that. But it's also how you brand yourself. You know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not on there all cocky and doing ridiculous stuff either. You know, it's, it's definitely a business and a brand thing. So, um, but Netflix is how I, that's pretty, I mean, not Netflix, LinkedIn is pretty much how I got picked up with, uh, these, these, these big time gigs. So yeah. I think Netflix was off of LinkedIn and Twitter and net, uh, not Netflix. LinkedIn was, um, how Nickelodeon found me. Hey, so, um, yeah, man, it's, it's, you just can't, you can't be afraid to put your artwork out there. If you have an idea and, you know, get it copyrighted, get your, get your characters copyrighted. So you can't copyright an idea though. Let me tell you that right now. Like <laughs> if it's just an idea, you cannot get it copyrighted. So, and that's kind of why you see so many same type of things. Oh, this movie is like this one, except the characters are black in this. You know what I mean? Like this, you can't copyright an idea. So you can copyright and trademark your characters. You so go. if you feel like if you feel like your characters are going to get stolen and all of that, then feel free. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I was at first I was kind of hesitant to put my stuff out there character wise. But I was like, you know what? If they steal it, whatever, man. Like people kind of know my style now. Mm -hmm. um, enough, you, know, you know, I'm going to put the lighting on there and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, you just you kind of just gotta don't care anymore, man. Just go for it. You know, if that's your dream, go for it. You know, you gotta have tenacity, patience, and uh, definitely drive, man. Um, and sacrifice. That's the main thing. Like it's gonna be a major sacrifice. You have to sacrifice something in order to get better, learn more, grow as an artist, or whatever you want to do in the industry. Um, and don't be afraid of, of like nose and, you know, compete, man. Just, you know, you should, you should try to compete and do your best. So that's what I'll say. That was, I, I don't know of a better way to word that. That was, that was beautifully said, if I may say so. Myself. Thank you, man. <laughs> Thank uh, you. <laughs> one of the last questions I have, uh, I asked this at the end of every podcast. So obviously for you, like you've come this far a lot with art and such. I mean, how important, in your opinion, is art not just for you, but for the world as a whole? Great question. Art is crucial, man. Because mm -hmm. if you think about it, if you take art out of certain companies and like everything needs art. I don't know if you've ever been into a post office, but they are really boring. Like really plain. <laughs> like you can tell the government did everything. Like it's just a yeah. terrible design you know, it's just, just the bare minimum. Like, yeah, it's really the bare minimum. Almost looks like a jail. Yeah. Like you can tell there's no art in there. You know, it's just really basic. But I was like, man, it wouldn't take anything for them to commission the local artists. You know, you know, or uh, yeah. um, 
uh, uh, what do you call it? Like somebody that does murals and yeah. put, have them paint an eagle, put an eagle in there somewhere, a big eagle with the flag, whatever you need. But like, it just goes to show like, without art, man, everything's boring pretty much. So it's, it's crucial to have art in the world, man. Cause you can, you can teach stuff with art. You know what I mean? So, um, and that's what I like about certain cities because they'll have these big murals painted on the side of certain buildings yeah. and just dope, dope stuff, man. Fun to look at. And another thing, think about when you see like a train go by and you see all that graffiti on the trains. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, man, this is a long train, but this artwork is dope. As you're watching it go past, you're like, man, this dude was good or whoever did this. Mm -hmm. So you kind of appreciate what they've done. Um, but yeah, art is... It's the international language, man. So you have to have it, whether it be music, uh, you know, physically drawing, film, like art is crucial. So yeah, man, major thing in the world. We need it. Absolutely. We definitely do need it. I have nothing else for, you know, I have no other questions. Uh, Joshua, I want to say thank you so much for taking time <laughs> out of your busy schedule to sit down and chat. I really do appreciate this from the bottom of my heart, like seeing your stuff, Absolutely. being able You're to welcome. like see your stuff online then actually being able to sit down and chat with you about this stuff. And like the stuff that I I can sense the passion, like just as you're talking about this stuff, like it's, yeah. it's part of the reason why I have this podcast, you know, like just being able to go out there and That's just awesome. do what you want, do what you love. Yeah. So for, the for people, sure. Yep. For, for the people at home, go ahead and plug your stuff. Uh, yeah, so I, on, on social media, I'm, uh, I'm Joshua Leonard. That's, um, uh, what is it? Instagram, Twitter is the same. It's at I-M-J-O-S-H-U-A-L-E-O-N-A-R-D. So LinkedIn, it's just Joshua Leonard, Facebook, Joshua Leonard. And you'll see the same image because I kind of branded it that way. Mm -hmm. And it's just going to be the black and red, uh, profile picture of me that I drew. There you go. Um, but yeah, man. I, um, I, I, oh, I also have Team Supreme cartoon mm -hmm. on Twitter and Instagram. Um, Leonard Studios is on Twitter and Instagram. But if you follow any of the Joshua Leonard sites, you can find all the rest of them. So, yeah. I'm also gonna highly recommend definitely go to the uh, Joshua Leonard website. You know the team, the Leonard Studios website, because he has yeah. Prince and Team Supreme merch on there, which looks absolutely yes. amazing. Actually, earlier today I bought what was it the fire? I bought that print, and I'm gonna have that up. On oh, this was wall. that you? That was me. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh man, I'm gonna hook you up, man. Oh I'm man, you up. <laughs> I got you. Uh, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. You. I didn't know that was. Yeah, I didn't know that was for you, man. I got you. Well, now you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. What I'm gonna do? I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna sign yours, man. Oh, you. you don't have to do that yeah. to, for me. You're just you're just. Yeah, I got you, bro. You're being too sweet right now. <laughs> no. I got you, my man. Thank you. I really sure. do appreciate that. Um, and once again, Joshua, thank you so much. I yeah, I cannot thank you enough. Um, I I really yeah. do hope for the best for Team Supreme because I am one of the of probably thousands, if not millions, at this point that's rooting for you, like. In thank you honesty. so much because thank you so much brother with an amazing concept like this it, it's hard for it to fail but until then to everyone at home hasta luego mimi goes thank you brother